Welcome to Might in Motion, where we help you navigate your personal and professional goals to manifest them into your deserved career and life path. Here at Might in Motion, we don't make excuses. We do the work and go above and beyond. The Might in Motion podcast brings you guests that will help stretch you out of your comfort zone and push you to improve your goals. Like, comment, and share. This is Might in Motion. Excited to introduce to you Mandy Morrison. Um, she is a certified nutrition coach, personal trainer who is passionate about helping people take back their power by building strength, confidence, and optimizing their mental health through mindful movement and fueling their bodies with proper nutrition, which I think we all need. Um, these are things that have drastically changed her mindset and her life over the past 10 years for being a depressed, anxiety-ridden new mom to having a renewed lease on life and it all has to offer. Mandy, welcome to Might in Motion. Thank you so much, Mariana. I'm so excited and sort of nervous to be here today. Hey, you know, we always talk about like things that make us nervous or that we might be scared of to just go do it. Yes. Right. Like, uh, and I'm, I just am so grateful that you accepted the invitation to join us today because I know you have a very interesting story about your journey and mom to mom, right? I think we've all many moms anyway. I, I don't want to yeah. say all, but many moms that I know of, myself included, definitely go through a transition. You know, when you, yeah. you're pregnant and you have a kid and it's just everything's going crazy. Can you give us a, um, a tidbit of your story and what that journey was like for you? Yeah, so I um, I guess it was I had my first child almost 13 years ago, and I moved away from my family and all my friends in a another province. We're in Canada, so um, I was in another province. Um, everyone was new to me. Everything, my surroundings, everything was new, and then I was a new mom, and so mm -hmm. I had really uh, just my husband to kind of support me and be my friend and my um, confidant and all of those things besides the people that I worked with. And, um, you know, I actually suffered quite a bit when I was a teenager with anxiety and depression, although I, I didn't want to call it that because that, mm -hmm. that label seemed, it just seemed wrong to me. I thought there was something deeper that was wrong. Um, so I was always kind of trying to figure figure out what was wrong with me. Oh, it can't be this anxiety. What are these these symptoms I'm experiencing? It can't be that. It has to be something more. And then I sort of got stuck in that cycle of like, well, what does this symptom mean? What does this like heart racing symptom mean? And then yeah. I just really got stuck in my head with everything. <laughs> And then having a new baby and trying to navigate, you know, being not only a, a new mom, but also a wife with a baby and uh, someone who has a job and a baby and all of those other things. Um, so I kind of just went deep into a spiral of like, what does this symptom mean really in my head a lot. Um, and so what I realized was that the only person who could get me out of that was me. And I actually found, um, I don't know if, 
anybody's heard of those Oprah and Deepak Chopra meditations they used to send out for free. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I So one day I was like, oh, well, I found it. I don't even know where. Um, and I started doing that and just little pieces of information I would take from that and understanding that Sometimes, kind of like I said at the beginning of this chat, was you need to get into your body to get out of your head. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I was a dancer growing up, so movement was very therapeutic to me. Um, but it was also damaging <laughs> at the same time because there was a very certain body standard and way that you needed to look. And that wasn't, you know, like I had bigger legs and I had more of a strong muscular body. Um, so for me, uh, the, the slender, tall, thin, you know, ballet body that you would typically see wasn't really me. <laughs> um, so I was kind of on a search for, you know, what would make me feel good that was movement. And I started with yoga that was, you know, really similar to dance. And I became Um, like I said, more into my body and out of my head and yoga was very therapeutic for me. Um, And then I became a yoga instructor. I did my teacher training and became a yoga instructor and started sharing that practice with people. And it was beautiful to be able to see people get out of their heads and into their bodies more in that practice. Um, but I was also running my own yoga studio and being a mom and now having a second child and doing all of the things. And I got to a point where I said yes to too much. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. I think we can all relate to that. (laughs) Yeah. And no boundaries. It was like, oh yeah, I have this momentum going. I'm, you know, it was exciting. Um, And I was teaching in the school and I was teaching at my studio and I was being asked to, you know, host these little events and things. And, and I said yes to everything without checking in with myself first. Like, does this really align with, you know, with how you're feeling and are you okay with, you know, giving up this amount of time and um, all of those things. So I came to a point of burnout, which many of us do. And I um, had to shut down yoga altogether. I was at the point where I was giving myself to everyone else and not performing or practicing yoga myself. Um, So when something that you're really passionate about, (laughs) that you try to help people with and you give to them, it, uh, it gets really complicated when you're not practicing yourself and taking care of yourself and practicing that you know, self-awareness and self-love and all of those things. Yeah. It's interesting because you can't, I mean, I, I think most of us heard this quote, right? You can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, right? exactly. And many, you know, many women are always wanting to try to please and, and that whole art of saying no, it can be very, very difficult. I love your comment on checking in with yourself Right. It is. How does yeah. it serve you to say yes to this? Yeah. Um, you, was there, uh, you know, obviously there's a pivotal moment where you're like, hey, I've got to kind of shut down the yoga studio and doing that because it's it wasn't serving you anymore. That must have been a very hard decision to make. Yeah, it was. And it was hard to let people down because 
I, you know, I was there to please. And that was part of my, you know, I guess from childhood trauma is that I was a people pleaser and I had no boundaries and it was, I just want you to like me. And Mm -hmm. I just want to say yes to everything because I just want to be accepted. And I want to, you know, all of those things that sometimes we do not realizing when we say yes to other people, we're saying no to ourselves. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So now I try to make decisions um, from the heart by taking a step back before saying yes right away and thinking, okay, do I have time and space in my life for this right now? Does it align with um, who I want to be and how I want to um, move in this world and all of those things? But really, um, will future me thank me for this decision? Yeah. <laughs> it's kind I of something. That. Yeah. So that's kind of like the, the way I... I make decisions now is will future me thank me for this. And even small decisions, I like to always refer back to like cleaning my kitchen before bed. Yeah. um, Will future me thank me for this decision? Yes. I love waking up with a clean kitchen. Um, So that's, yeah, it's kind of something that I bounce things off of now and something that I teach my clients too in my coaching practice. Yeah. I, it's um i i love that kind of thought process of the future will the future me thank me for doing this right and it goes into your goals it goes into whatever your personal mission is in life and yeah. um how did you when you made that pivot how did you reconcile that with all the people that you used to say yes to all the time right like How did you have those kind of conversations to be able to redefine that boundary because it is a boundary and maintain it? Yeah, it was, it was really hard actually. Um, And it turned out that we were moving away from uh, the town that we were living in. So it kind of was like a hard Mm -hmm. separation point, I guess. And it also turned out that there was another yoga instructor in town that was like looking for a space and it was such a seamless conversion. Yeah. I just like gave the space over to her and she said she would take on anyone that I had with, um, you know, classes still left. Um, so it was kind of a seamless, perfect <laughs> um, way for me to kind of go out and, you know, people, people understood. Yeah. And I think actually people appreciated um, that I was honest about what I needed and about my boundaries and yeah, that I had just taken on too much. Right. And you, know, you, 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 we talked kind of in your, in the intro as well about by getting into your body and out of your head, you're able to move past depression and anxiety and you work with people today and helping them create their own path to that space. Yeah. So I, I now the sort of the way that I got out of that chronic anxiety and depression um, was, yeah, by being able to get into my body for one, but now I'm able to, when I make decisions, like I said, check in with myself, see where I'm at, um, because I've done the work 
previously in, you know, recognizing that I, I wasn't setting proper boundaries and um, saying yes to too much and taking on too many things and volunteering time that didn't, not that, well, I mean, I think everybody should volunteer their time in some way that serves them, but I was yep. doing it in ways that didn't serve me. Um, so now, you know, I volunteer my time. I'm on the volunteer fire department and in that it serves me and I, I enjoy that. And there's so much that I can learn there. Um, and it's really cool <laughs> experience too. <laughs> it sounds cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, you know, just honestly, I just got myself down to the very basic things. Like, what do I need to do to feel good? Yeah. Very basic. Like get enough sleep because I would find when I would only get six hours of sleep, I was full of anxiety. Mm -hmm. I was moody <laughs> and I was exhausted. So there's no time for exercise when you feel like crap all of the time. Right. I mean, there is time, but you don't make it a priority. Right. So sleep, so, huge. So um, do you have like a schedule that you try to stick to then every day? Because I know like with kids, mine might be younger than yours. Sometimes that doesn't always work. But like, I know for me personally, I have a kind of a set schedule. I block off time that I know like this is my workout time. This is when I'm, yeah. I, this is when I plan to actually be physically in bed. I may not be asleep, but I'm physically going to be in bed by 930 or whatever the time time is. Do you do something similar or there, there are habits that you've created within yourself to be able to help find that time to stay focused on what's right for you? Yeah, for sure. Um, and especially for me, I am such a creature of habit. I, you know, I, I need my seven to eight hours for sure of sleep. So if I know that I have to be up at 630, I'm counting back the hours. Okay, what time do I have to be in bed by? Yeah. And what time do I need to be asleep by in order to get this sleep that I need right. to be able to function optimally and give myself to the people in my life that, that deserve my, my best self. So yeah, sleep was number one for me. Um, and then some kind of movement every day is mm -hmm. really important, whether that's a walk or a workout, um, doing some kind of movement. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, the, the thing that everybody's doing or the thing that everybody says is the right thing to do. It's whatever feels good to you. Yep. Some kind of movement and for some amount of time is better than nothing. Um, so I really like to, when I work with my clients and sometimes, you know, people are going from doing zero, you know, I've right. never exercised or I sometimes take my dog for a walk. So we start with very, very basic. Okay. If you don't do any kind of movement, I want you to start by walking on the treadmill for 10 or 15 minutes, three times a week. Start with those really small, simple, it, which can be really big for someone who has anxiety or who feels like they can't even get out of bed. Right. For right. me that, now, it's, yeah. That movement helps trigger everything in your brain and your body and it releases, you know, chemicals that are positive, right? Right. And, exactly. And I can totally relate to that. When I went on my journey to, to lose 50 pounds, it literally started with like, I just want to walk. I want to be able yeah. to walk. 
my neighborhood and not be like out of breath, can't do it, can't finish it. Right. And it was that simple, but it, at the time it felt like this is insurmountable. Yeah. You know, and I, I love that you take that approach of just take down the basics. The basic is just get some kind of movement where you get off your butt and you, you move. Yeah. Right. Really. Yeah. Just get, get up and get moving for a short time and start doing it consistently. Yeah. Um, you know, I always like to say those small, imperfect actions every day just lead up to such a huge difference. And if you think about it like an airplane as they're like flying in a certain direction, if you change the tra trajectory of that airplane by just two degrees, mm -hmm. their final destination is an absolutely completely different place. Right. So those small habits, you know, people think they need to just overhaul their entire life, but it's truly just about getting back down to the basics and doing those very basic things consistently. So sleep movement, um, yep. and is your, your, what you're fueling yourself, another component to how, what keeps you sane? <laughs> yes, for sure. Um, and one thing I like to also mention is limiting caffeine and alcohol, mm -hmm. um, especially for people with anxiety. Um, it really just doesn't serve an, an anxious brain to be drinking a lot of coffee or a lot of alcohol. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I do and have always drank coffee. Um, but one thing that I like to suggest to people that still want to drink coffee is that have something to eat first thing in the morning, protein and some dietary fat and a little bit of carbs before you consume your coffee. And it worked for me and it's worked for yeah. lots of other people that really still enjoy their coffee. Um, but now are like, oh, you know what? I don't have that anxious feeling and um, I feel much better now when I drink coffee. It doesn't give me a stomach ache or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Like I, you know, that's really insightful because I hadn't really thought of that correlation until you, you just said that because one of the habits that I've changed, I used to go work out on an empty stomach. So I would get up and I would just go to the gym. And I had a trainer and he was like, I really need you to eat something, but I'm not, I'm not hungry. I don't wake up hungry. You know, he's like something. And so yeah. before it would be get up, gym, coffee. Right. Yeah. <laughs> crazy me. Right. Like I would just literally be like crazy. And now it's like, as I get up, it's I'm drinking close to a quarter, like, you know, several ounces. I'm like eating something. It might be a protein bar. I come home, I'm finishing, you know, my, my first quarter of a gallon of water before I even have breakfast and before I even have that first cup of coffee. And it's yeah. just one, like I literally just make one cup, you know, okay. and, and that's helped me tremendously. And I never made that correlation of like, man, that's going to, tr that's triggering things in my brain and my body from a chemical perspective. I never even thought of. Yeah, totally. And just eating protein first thing in the morning in general is always a really good way to start your day. Um, it will balance your blood sugar. So if you start your day with something that's higher in carbohydrates, it's okay. Like carbohydrates are not the enemy, like some people think. Um, but what's going to happen is it's going to spike your blood sugar, and then you're going to have a blood sugar drop. And that can contribute to anxiety. So if we can add protein in with that carbohydrate or whatever else that you're eating 
-hmm. a good serving of protein, um, that's going to keep your blood sugars level and also help with any kind of anxiety um, that either comes from the coffee or just in general from how you, you know, start your day or live your life. Got it. So when you're, you coach people today, right? And yep. obviously you do a portion of that in person, but do you do virtual type of coaching? How do you approach that relationship with your clients? Yeah, so I do both in-person training and um, online training. Um, I actually do more online than I do in person. Um, so my nutrition coaching and online fitness coaching, um, I actually do, I do check-ins with them once a week. And it's sort of this video format where they, it's, I guess it's a hybrid style mm -hmm. format. So they fill out like a check-in form. How did your week go? How did you sleep? How was your stress? Um, how's your hunger and craving? So kind of asking about all those biomarkers that indicate that things are going well or something is not right. So when, you know, stress is high and sleep is bad and hunger is, you know, really out of control, then there's something we need to, to be looking at here. Um, so yeah, it's kind of a hybrid style. I, I have an app that I use to uh, program workouts in and then they mm -hmm. kind of go by the app. And then um, with the nutrition piece, I do a lot of it sort of macro coaching. So I get people to uh, focus on, you know, what they're eating macronutrient wise. And depending on your goals, like not everybody has a goal to lose weight and not everybody, you know, actually a lot of my clients are women who are, um, you know, 50 plus and going through sort of that menopause and premenopause phase. So their um, protein and how their, you know, nutrition habits are, are even more important. Mm -hmm. um, you know, their joints are sore. They, so I'm really working with these women to make sure they're consuming enough protein so that they're not losing muscle mass. Um, because hmm. as we sort of age, and especially as we hit menopause, the, the rate at which we lose muscle mass increases. Um, and yeah. we want to, we want to keep that muscle mass and we can do that by making sure that we're eating enough protein and continuing to do some strength training and things like that. Yeah. I, like I know for me personally, I pivoted from doing cardio almost every single day to weights every single day. And I yeah. still walk, like I walk every day. So that's kind of my cardio, but before, yeah. you know, I was doing orange theory, which is, you know, running, rowing and a little bit of weights, right. right. But it was yeah. hardcore on the, on the cardio side. And, um, and part of that was, is because, you know, as, as you age, like you said, you know, and I'm going through that and just wanting to try to make that pivot, um, it's been, it's been an interesting journey. And I hadn't really thought about the, that, the the protein piece has an impact to that as well. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And, you know, consuming enough water and mm -hmm. making sure you're staying hydrated is also really important too. And all of that. So um, I'm going to pivot for just a second. And that is, yeah. you, you mentioned that your mom, how have you uh, tried to instill or how have you instilled in your, you know, in your kid, do you have one, I don't know if you have one kid or two kids or three, it doesn't really matter, yeah. but like that whole philosophy of it makes, when you're saying yes, make sure it serves you. Yeah. And, and that example of, you know, getting out of your body, out of your head and into your body and things like that. How do you kind of take that learning that you have and try to instill that in the next generation? So they don't, they don't learn it later in life. They're learning it now. 
Yeah, um, we, I'm very open with, I have two girls. Um, they're 10 and almost 13. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm really open with them. You know, we talk a lot about food and how there are, you know, no good foods or bad foods, just one that's sort of more nutritious or more um, calorically dense or, you know, that sort of thing. Um, it's not like we're crazy health nuts in this house or anything. Um, but yeah, we just, we, we have open conversations a lot. And I let, I let them see me, you know, doing my thing and talking yeah. to my clients. Um, you know, I, like I said, I check in with my clients sort of online like this. Um, so they hear me, you know, telling them great job and, you know, just do those small basic things. And um, it's really cool when you get a text message from your teacher or your, your daughter's teacher when they, and they say, Oh, uh, I got this message the other day. Maddox wrote this quote on the board in class today. And it said um, something about, Oh, um, why, why would you be focusing on anyone else when you have a perfectly good person to focus on and it's yourself or something like that? Oh, and, neat. Yeah. It's just, um, I guess just being open and having open conversations with your kids about mm -hmm. what you're doing and how it impacts their life and letting them see you, um, you know, preparing meals together. Um, our older daughter is really starting to get interested in cooking. So just talking, you know, what right. do you think we could add? Or do you have protein in your lunch today? Letting them kind of take the lead in making their lunches, but you know, asking them, do you have a source of protein in there today? And they're like, uh, well, is this protein or, you know, just kind of keeping that conversation open, I guess. I love that. I love that yeah. tremendously. I, I have two girls as well and they're, they're slightly younger at, at six and nine, but they see everything. And, yeah. you know, when you share with them and you include them, they learn so much. And that's yeah. it's so great that you're, you're, teaching a positive message, especially around food, because many, many people we grow up with, like, don't, don't eat that. That's bad. You know, and everything has like this negative connotation. So instilling those healthy habits and a healthy appreciation on what fuels you, I think is amazing. That's awesome. Yeah. And really using that word specifically, you know, is this going to fuel you? Are you going to feel good if you eat this? Mm -hmm. Or how do you think this food's going to make you feel? Mm -hmm. Um, asking them those questions and not, not actually putting your thoughts on it, but asking them questions about what they would think about it or how will that make you feel and things like that. Not, not always forcing them into your sort of ways of thinking. Right. I love that. Yeah. So if you could go back 10 years to the Mandy that you were 10 years ago, um, what advice would you give her? Get proper sleep, <laughs> seven to nine hours a night. Um, eat protein, eat enough protein, at least one gram per um, kilogram of body weight. Eat enough protein. Get sunlight yeah. every day. Try to get some sunshine on your body every day. We live in Saskatchewan, so it can get really cold here. <laughs> um, so that can add to sort of the, the depression and there's a lot of seasonal depression here, um, but getting sunlight, man, it can be a game changer. Um, movement, 
every day, no matter what it is, whether it's a 15 minute dance party in your living room with your kids or an actual workout session, um, get in some movement, get into your body and get out of your head. Um, and another one too, that's really big is, is getting vitamin D, um, yeah. which also comes with sunlight, but here in Saskatchewan, we don't have a lot of opportunity for that, <laughs> especially in the winter. So taking a vitamin D supplement is yeah. really important here. Um, and the last one I would say too, is avoid like mindless sedentary activities that mm -hmm. make you feel shitty about yourself. <laughs> you know, um, unfollow people on social media, check in with yourself often, like, does this make me feel good? Does this make me feel bad? Is this decision going to align? Or am I making this decision? And does it align with the future Mandy? Um, right. Yeah, I, I love that. Yeah. Because that those are all great things that I don't know if past Mandy would have listened to right away. But, yeah. uh, you know, like we, we I think that's great advice for anybody now. And you don't you don't get where you want to go until you start. And today's a great always a great day to start. Um, yeah. So what's the best way for people to reach out to you, especially if they're interested in getting you know that one on one time to learn more about how they can you know get into their body and get out of their head? Yeah, um, so you can find me on Instagram at Mandy underscore Mo. I'm also on Facebook at uh, Mandy Morrison Fitness and Nutrition. Um, I don't have a website set up yet. I'm working on it <laughs> um, in my spare time. <laughs> Was um, like all of us moms? <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I have uh, my intake form is linked in my Instagram bio and on my Facebook page. Um, but people can always email me. Um, my email address is Mandy Morrison coaching at gmail.com. So yeah, I, um, I just love having these conversations and, and helping people move forward in whatever direction they, they want to go in. Well, I, I love it. I think it, everything you said is, you know, just really resonated with me. And um, and there's definitely things that I know that I'm like, man, I need to work on that. Right. Like, I, I know I need to work probably on a little bit more sleep. And you know, even if I get usually seven hours, maybe that's not enough. So that just really great, great tidbits for for even me to ask myself. So, Mandy, thank you again for your time, for for joining us from Canada. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks so much for having me and for giving me the opportunity just to, to share something that I'm so passionate about. And I uh, look forward to doing this again sometime. Thank you for tuning in to Might in Motion. If you learned something about motivation, momentum, mindfulness, or might, please like, comment, and share. Thank you.